can we start? Uh, um, on the platform at the moment, sorry? Yes, ma'am. Yes, we are ready to start from, we've got you, Mema Sangu, Mr. Hadebe, Mr. Aiso, and Mr. Paulson for Mema Otwe. Um, we've got one more minute, so maybe we can just wait in case other members are still trying to log in. Okay, uh, let's wait for that minute, but exactly at uh, 12.30 we start. Yes. Yes, okay, thank you. No problem. That uh, Mr. Hai, Honorable Hai, is not in the group, so he did not find see the he did not see the the the, the link that you have sent on the WhatsApp. So I'm trying to check where I have seen it here so that I can forward it to him. No problem, Chair. I'll forward it to Mr. Hai, um, and I'll check to see why he's no longer in the group. But I'll send it to him quickly. Don't worry. Please, on the WhatsApp now? Yes, will do. Okay, thank you. Honorable members, uh, good afternoon uh, once more. Um, let me take this opportunity to welcome you uh, all for availing yourself on a Friday afternoon to do the work that we've been, uh, that has been bestowed upon us. Um, I also want to, I don't want to make a speech so that uh, we don't delay you, honorable members. Other members will be joining us. They are still struggling. Um, you can see the agenda is on the screen now. And there's a change of what you have received initially. And the committee secretary will address it in terms of the the apologies, you'll understand why the latest uh, 
uh, proposed agenda is as is. Uh, honorable members, you're welcome and you are encouraged to really uh, engage on the issues that are going to be presented before us. We have a responsibility, a huge responsibility to, to make sure that the uh, our parliament, the parliament of the Republic of South Africa is on its, its foot. Uh, again, it's uh, functioning in full, even though we know technology came to our rescue, we are functioning, but there are other committees that uh, uh, demand us or other uh, agenda items that uh, expect us to, to meet physically. So with those few words, uh, honorable members and everybody on the platform, the media platform, the colleagues, and uh, our support staff behind the scene, the culture person, I hope she's already in, Memabi, uh, you are also welcome and a very uh, warm welcome. Good afternoon. We will go to the first item uh, of the, the second item, still on the on item number one, the sub uh, item, which is apologies. I'm going to request Cindy, the committee secretary, to speak to that item. Apologies. Thank Cindy. Yes, thank you, Chair. We, we received apologies from, from our member side and apologies from Mr. Um, Mr. Singh and Mr. Sheikh Imam, and from Mem Maotwe, Mr. Nazir Paulson has joined, standing in for Mem Maotwe. Um, and then from Parliament side, apologies from the Speaker and the Chairperson of the NCOP and Ms. Zungul um, of the Institutional Support Division. Those are the apologies, Chair. Okay, I think we can only note the... Uh, the apologies as presented to us, I hope members will agree with that. We note the apologies because uh, these apologies are not going to impact on the uh, main agenda of the day. Uh, with that, uh, I will request the members uh, to adopt the agenda as presented before you, which appears on your screen. Can I get a mover? Faiso, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Faiso. Seconder? I second, Chair. Thank you, Honorable uh, Whip uh, Hadebe, for seconding. Thanks very much. We will now move to the second item of the day. Uh, somebody's coming here, is disturbing me which is the main item uh, of the day, the briefing by the acting secretary to parliament, Map Baby Jawa, on the institution's performance in the fourth quarter of 2021. Uh, we have allocated you 30 minutes, madam. I hope you will be comfortable with that. Uh, 30 minutes, it will be enough. Thank you, Chairperson, um, and um, I wish to 
is that it's going to be more than enough, Chairperson. Our report is very straightforward in this fourth quarter, and I've got my managers who will also assist me in uh, dealing with the report as well as responses. Um, can I have it shared on the screen, Cindy? Can we do a full screen, full presentation? Open a, a presentation mode. Chair and honorable members, I think the report is quite straightforward and I will not waste your time on reading the slides line by line. Um, as I said, the strategy management governance um, colleagues are on the platform, Mr. Moodley, acting CFO is on platform. Also, they will be dealing with a few matters that might arise. Um, we're reporting on quarter four, which is a um, quarter that ends 2020-2022 APP, aligned with the sixth parliament strategy as presented and approved and tabled. I do want to say just for the committee to know that we were able to meet the deadline of uh, auditing submitting the annual financials and also the draft uh, performance report on the 31st of May and all have been submitted to the AG. Um, so our report just shows the fact that the new performance measures uh, focused on the client satisfaction of members of parliament uh, with the services provided by the parliamentary services. So these are services that we provide to members. Um, we also looked at the client satisfaction with services and we measured them quarterly through a survey, as we have actually explained to yourselves. And that survey constitutes of five dimensions. And um, I do want to indicate that we are not sampling. We send all the surveys to all the members. So, and we do an analysis on the basis of the responses that come from members. Um, on this matter, I do would like to say it would, we continue to encourage members to really respond and complete the link that we sent to you, because in all of that, we're able to draw data and do an analysis that is necessary. However, our report is based on at least a 10% plus of responses. And uh, like I say, it's not a sampling questionnaire. It's a questionnaire that is sent to everybody. We don't sample. The next slide we just indicate the fact that each indicator is measured along the dimensions of usefulness, reliability, timeliness, fairness, and ease of access. And um, the overall member satisfaction is, weighted average, is a weighted average of these five dimensions. Therefore, the final results are an average of the responses received from all members. A survey methodology gives direct feedback on where services can be improved. So the outcomes of the survey is to try and assist us to improve where we can. Um, and you will see, honorable members, that this slide indicates that there is no target that we have not met. Um, it's all green, and the gray um, are the annual targets that are set there, and largely it's just um, about the program of parliament that is being pulled together on a weekly basis by the NAPC and the NA and NCOP. The next slide. Here we're just providing you the indications of the results thereof. I must say, of all the time, of all the, the, the percentages, 
shall I say, the, the levels of percentages. The only one that is slightly below 60 is the capacity building services. We have had challenges where members were not able to access their programs in the various uh, uh, institutions like BIRDS, UJ, and some of us did actually get direct calls indicating that we have delayed to pay or there hasn't been um, access to courses. And that really means that our survey does in fact pick up levels of dissatisfaction where members find that. So that uh, the lower percentage, as you see it there, there has been complaints and we are aware of them. And uh, we have identified that one of the biggest thing is trying to integrate the programs of members uh, between the two divisions or the two units that are dealing with the training and development of members. So that is a direct, um, shall I say, a direct um, feedback. Um, I can say proudly that the service do assist us to intervene where we can and intervene timely. Um, and in fact, it even shows that there are levels of dissatisfaction. So the reality is any other, any research and the outcomes of research assist us to strategize and improve the manner in which we perform and the manner in which we offer our services to members. Let's go to the next. Um, the next slide indicates the, the areas of, of, of satisfaction in the various categories and ICT, facilities management services, capacity building, research services, content advice, procedural advice, legal advice committee support and public participation. There is nothing unto what um, when we look that because we annualized to the service. Remember we run the, the, we collect data quarterly and then we analyze it and that is the annual member satisfaction. Um, <clears throat> we just hope that we will retain that level. Um, I do want to say on our members, there was a question um, raised in the last presentation and I have to mention it now. We were asked to see if we can't get immediate responses, uh, particularly around, um, shall I say, committees, when committees sit, is it not possible at that point in time to get some commentary from the chairperson of the committee, use the secretaries of the committees so that we get continuous live um, data if one were to put on-time data. We've had a meeting with the committee secretaries. I know Mr. Moodley had a meeting and in that meeting there was the deputy, deputy speaker. Much as there were a whole range of things being discussed about, but the strategy team said, we will train our secretary support, support to the secretary, to support to the committees, I'm sorry, who will be able to, in a way, take immediate feedback from the chairperson of the committee on a matter of either information was useful were they able to ask questions that are important to whoever, whoever they're doing oversight over? Um, was it um, accessible? Was it timely? And that type of data will, continue, will, will create a continuous output from those committees. And that's the level at which we are, we are going, go, um, going forward with our next uh, level of reporting and collation of our um, output from yourselves. Um, I will not waste your time. Quarter four, 100% performance. The next level of our program, I do want to remind honorable members that remember that we change our program structure. We now have a program structure of three. 
programs, with sub-programs. And this works quite nicely with the budget because it shows you what drives the budget. We used to have five. We now have three. And we have now aligned it also with National Treasury. They are now having the same template in terms of the program structure of Parliament. Um, and I think it's going to enrich the discussions going forward because you'll be able to scrutinize, for instance, the budget that goes to legislation and oversight and see whether the budget is skewed towards the mandate of parliament. The, the next slides honestly just unpacks each of those programs. Can we go there? There's nothing untoward in terms of program one, achievements as indicated, and then of course member satisfaction as I indicated, and that there were the, no, I'm sorry, um, digital services, facility management services. There's nothing untoward. I, can, I won't waste your time on that. The next slide on program two, which is legislation and oversight, nothing untoward. We met our targets and um, following slide, the same. Um, I'm going to move now, uh, if you allow me, because the rest of the program and sub-programs do indicate that we have met and somewhere exceeded the targets that we had set out. Let me move to the budget allocation for the quarter. Budget allocation for the quarter was 873 million. The cost drivers are administration. As you can see the pie chart, the bulk of that goes to 300, goes to administration, which is 36% of the budget. And then followed by followed by legislation and oversight, which sits at 251 million. This is the activities of members. Shall we go to the next slide? The next slide just explains the economic classifications um, of, of the budget. Indeed, the biggest cost driver, there is compensation of employees sitting at 46%, 409 million for the quarter. Not, Of course, annually, it's about a billion. And then, of course, followed by the the... 18% of goods and services in terms of the APP. Um, those are the only areas I wanted to flag there. Let's go to the next slide, please. I do want to highlight just on this slide so that I don't go, uh, it doesn't become monotonous. Pay attention to the direct charges that are exceeding as at this quarter, we're sitting at 111 percentage, meaning that we're overspending by 11 million. And this is a direct result of the allocation that was made. At that time, 69 million was already deducted from the direct charges, um, <clears throat> meaning that we started at a deficit. However, um, our sense is that at the end of the year, 100 102% will be spent. With the direct charges on our members, we do actually, because it comes from the national revenue, we do request Treasury to refund and they always do refund, and it's in line with um, Section 23.4 of our FMPPLA. So that's the only anomaly on that part. Can we move on? And, of course, we do break it down. It's basically the same meta there um, that I've, I've highlighted. And you will see that there's also goods and services for members, which is 119 there. These are entitlements of members, as always, we, we always exceed given the exit gratuities that we pay from time to time that we cannot necessarily um, project quite often. Can we move on? Move, move on. Those are just the notes. Can we, yes. 
Um, on this program, program one, administration, on our members, there is nothing untoward. There is, I can tell you that capital expenditure is sitting at 26%, but you look at capital expenditure and look at the amount of uh, allocation for the, from the budget, wasn't necessarily a big uh, budget, it was 43 million, out of which for this particular quarter, we spent 11.1, 11 million. And then of course, with the variance of 32.1 million. Um, and the annual budget is sitting at 50. Um, we don't have necessarily massive capital expenditure generally. Often it's just um, purchases of, of um, sometimes furniture, sometimes uh, laptops, computers, and because we don't necessarily have a facilities management budget in our CAPEX. So it's, it's always low. Under program one, that's the indication and there is nothing untoward. The notes speak for themselves. I will not waste your time on that. Can we move on to the sub-program spending under program one? That slide shows you the various expenditure of the various offices under sub-program one which is the speaker's office, the chairperson's office, and the spending there follows the trends and the activities of those various offices. And there is nothing to watch. And um, at the level at which they are sitting in terms of the quarter now, this fourth quarter, it is relatively not, it's, there's nothing um, standing out. Office of the Secretary, obviously the expenditure has been low there because that position has been vacant for a while. So you will see that it does tally with the expenditure in that area. Can we move on? On sub-program one again, we have, I'm sorry, on sub-program, on program one, sub-program three, corporate services, um, we outline all those main divisions and we do show you the expenditure there. I will just pick two areas in terms of the quarter. 5% of expenditure on deputy secretary support, very minuscule budget of 1.6 million, nothing untoward. 16% uh, of the treasury advice office, that office has just been established and therefore we've had to move budget so that we allocate expenditure against that office. So there isn't anything untoward. Yes, the human resources is sitting at 39% of expenditure. I must explain that we do have vacancies allocated under that particular division. It doesn't indicate the expenditure, operational expenditures of human resources. That's a separate one. Um, what we have done is all the vacancies that we have received, particularly in core, a point that you raised to say we need to discuss vacancies particularly around content advisors and researchers, that budget sits there. And the process we're using is we request all managers to make sure that before we fill a position, we get an analysis of the significance of that position. I know for a fact that HR does have a status report on how far we've gone with filling positions that are critical in supporting members. There's been quite a lot of requests because we are finding that there's a number of members or staff members who are resigning, some who are moving into other spaces like academia and that area of um, the, the, man, the, the area of core business of parliament with respect to the research and content advisors is uh, losing a number of people. Again, even with our finance office, 
has lost a number of people. And um, all the budgets that have got critical positions are sitting with human resources. So it's not an indication of the fact that they are not spending. Um, and finally, what we will do as agreed in this committee, we will provide you the status report of filling of positions um, in those areas. Can we move on? So those are the only things that are glaring in that slide. In terms of legislation and, <coughs> legislation and oversight, that is the budget, nothing unto what. Um, I can tell you that the only thing, honorable members, that is jarringly different is sectoral parliaments sitting at 33% with respect to the expenditure in this particular uh, quarter. And you will see that even annualized in an annual, um, annual budget will definitely be spent at 65%. The reason being that a lot of the, our sectoral parliaments in the, in the past were before COVID, we used to do a lot of outreach programs, have women's, um, women's parliament done quite actively, bringing people in their expenditure was much higher, but considering the past two years and the past year, we haven't done a full parliamentary activity that talks to the sectoral parliaments. Part of the budget that has gone out, it has gone out a lot to the women's charter review processes that have been done from province to province. Even then, there's been limited attendance because of the COVID regulations. So that 33% should be understood within that context. Can we move on, Carl, please? Um, that's uh, the notes of the, uh, the sub-notes of costs of the budget itself, which I won't necessarily waste your time on. And um, National Assembly and NCOP, their budget is consistent with the expenditure um, or their expenditure is consistent with the budget. You will see that there's very minimal DVA variances there and there is nothing really to worry about. Can we move on to the next slide? Um, <clears throat> core business, under those sub-programs, um, as outlined, there is nothing that's outstanding. I can only talk to which I have covered already um, at that stage, the events of SONA, which in fact indicate a whole range of other events, your youth parliament, your women's parliament, and the expenditure as explained earlier on. Um, the bottom part, which is um, legislative sector support, honorable members, this is uh, the donor fund much as we, we do have to report it because we have an agreement, parliament has, an agreement with the EU, and we, in that agreement, we have to declare donor funds in our books. I have to say that that amount of uh, budget is ring-fenced. It is only um, for the activities of the legislative sector that are coordinated from um, Parliament, and we contribute 50% towards the salaries of the officials who work in the legislative sector office that is based in Parliament. And it must also be understood that during COVID, there was a force majeure and the colleagues couldn't spend on that up until the EU um, lifted the first, first majeure. And this is currently what is happening now. So a lot of their activities are being activated now. Can we move on? Um, on our members, this is program three does not have indicators. It is almost like a transactional program. This is where we carry transfer to political parties. 
members facilities transferred to, to the PBO. Uh, PBO that is not funded on its own. Um, we take from our budget to fund the PBO based on their needs. So this is again an unfunded mandate, as I've said before. And they don't have their standalone budget or even a dedicated budget that comes into a baseline that is meant for the operations of the PBO. And that's a matter that the committee definitely has to take up at some stage. And I know that we've been discussing it a lot. So that slide shows you just the transactions of compensation of members, um, goods and services for members entitlement with very little capital, um, uh, capital um, budget there. And then of course, transfer payments as indicated there. It includes um, salaries, it includes entitlements in terms of tickets, it includes permit there. Can we move on? I think that was the last, the very last narrative there shows exactly um, where we are at. Direct charges, those are compensation. These are new remuneration of members. And um, I have spoken to the fact that we have a, a variance of 11.7 million, which we will have to get from the National Revenue Fund because this is not an appropriated fund, it's a direct charge. Chairperson, that's the end of the presentation. And thank you so much. The last point we should actually indicate that we are operating at a 75% percent. Um, we, we, we are performing at a 75% um, average. And uh, we, that is as a result of our levels of satisfaction that we acquired data through our service, that members do respond to, to our service, but we'd like them to, to really increase the response because that assists us in um, strategizing going forward. I mean, part of what we have seen in some of the, 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 um, some of the surveys that we've done, this is outside the client satisfaction survey. One of the things that we are still con continuing with is an independent survey that we're doing the, with the Ipsos Machino that does talk about public participation and how the people of South Africa views parliament. And this is a separate survey from this one. We are asking this committee that we come and present it because it does have very, very interesting matters in relation to how, how the population of South Africa views parliament, accessibility, whether we're doing the right thing, whether we are in touch, whether members are known, whether members of parliament or constituencies are known by the public. So that's a different one altogether. This particular survey is really measuring our performance as administration is supporting you to deliver on your mandate. Um, yeah. I think that that's about all what we are saying here, that in the new financial year, we, we are capacitating committee secretaries, like I've said, to run polls on Microsoft it's Teams. And then, of course, a further reduction of budget parliament remains at risk. And, of course, there are a whole range of other things that are impacting on parliament that are emerging in the economy of the country, and we are not isolated or insulated from them. Chairperson, thank you so very much. Thanks, that's the thank end of our you. presentation. I thank you, Mechawa, uh, for the presentation. I'm now going to request members to, to participate, engage on the presentation. Please do so by raising your hand uh, through the raise your hand icon on your gadget.
And uh, if possible, please open your, your video when you speak. I see Honorable Tim, uh, Honorable Hadebe. Cindy, you will help me for those who I cannot uh, recognize. I'm Waldo Chair at the moment. It's only those two members. Okay, Honorable Tim. The floor is yours. Thank Honorable you, Chairperson. Okay, it's fine. You can go on. Thank you, Chairperson. Chairperson, just two observations. Um, one is relating to the report, and the other is just a general issue. <clears throat> um, sorry, three, actually. Um, so the first one is, is the, the members' participation in the satisfaction survey. I have done that, so I can I can speak with a clear conscience. Um, I did notice that it took quite a while for Parliament to finally send me the email or the context to my actual details. And I feel that Parliament spends quite a bit of time sending stuff to members on their parliamentary address. Now, um, I... I'm sure the parliament must be aware that very few members actually use the parliament email address. They use their own own addresses, um, as do I. So um, I'm not saying it will improve the member satisfaction, but maybe just that should be looked at to try and find out what the actual addresses are of members because uh, I think that could be a, a small stumbling block. Um, the other question I have to ask is, and this is outside of the report, but I may as well use the opportunity, is, you know, uh, the report reflects on the big tragedy of the fire, and it was indeed so. But here we are sitting in early June 2022. The fire was in early January 2022, so six months ago. And the one House of Parliament... Um, which was very, very minimally damaged. In fact, hardly at all, which is only really some water issues, is still not open. <clears throat> and I think that's an indictment on Parliament. We obviously all fully understand that the NA has been completely destroyed, but the NCRP has not been destroyed at all. And we still sit with hiccups relating to microphones and minor technical issues. So I really would like the Acting Secretary just to comment on that as to why we're still fiddling around with silly, small technical issues that are stopping us from meeting in person um, in, in that house. So that's the one question I have, if I can just get a response on that. And then the other thing is, can the sec Acting Secretary speak to the reductions in budget? I see that it's very briefly referred to in the conclusion. Um can you give us the idea of the magnitude of the reductions in, uh, reduction in budget and what uh, what programs are going to have to be cut as a result? Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Team. Uh, Honorable Khadebe? No, thank you, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Good afternoon, colleagues. Uh, uh, colleagues, of the team parliament né? Uh, and the MPs. Uh, first of all, Chairperson, I think that you will have to welcome this report. And then out of this report comes again another achievement of parliament 
that they are doing a good job in being custodians of the funds of parliament. I think that we must be really be proud of the job well done. And then we know very well that chair is that the issue of the budget of parliament is a cause for concern, as Honorable Tim has said. I think that we, as the Joint Standing Committee on Financial Management of Parliament, we must up our ante and ensure that the parliament gets its first slice of, of, of the budget. And then it must assert its authority in moving forward. It must assert its authority in moving forward. And then number two, because this issue of the fire falls within this last quarter, Again, I'll have to appreciate the work done by Parliament, even the city of Cape Town, in ensuring that we had a, a, a seamless State of the Nation address. And then from the State of the Nation address, the options were put on us. I think we have to thank all the teams which were involved, the public works, the police, everyone was involved with dealing with the issues of the fire. And then in such a way that even the case is at an adverse stage now in the High Court, at, at, at the court. I think that that one shows that the, uh, the working relationship between the various the departments is, is, is very fruitful. But what I want to raise, Chair, is that there are certain things which are, are being raised regularly. In, uh, the issue of when is the parliament going to come uh, to full capacity so that the members of parliament are able to come to parliament. I know that there were options which were given in the past, the issue of the hiring of the VIN, the issue of the modular uh, uh, structure, which can be, can be erected. And then with this uh, limited resources from the side of parliament, what is the administration going to look at? What is the most viable option up to now? or must we await the report of the KUHA team to give the final assessment of what is happening. But by Nache, that's why I wanted to come early because I have a, a, a family issue which I have to attend to. But I really like to appreciate the work done by the team of parliament, in particular the acting secretary. I think this might be the last report, she, she, the quarterly report she's presenting. But what I'll, what I'll say is that you served this parliament with dignity, dedication, and determination. We know that we are where we are with the clean audits and everything is because of the hard work of the acting secretary. May Jehovah Almighty God be with you in the future. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Hadeba. I thought you'll open your, your video. I didn't want to disrupt you. Um, you know very well, I'll open, I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you are, so I, it can't be, uh, be predicted that you're always there. Okay, it's fine, uh, uh, Honorable Whip. Uh, the next person is um, Honorable Kwarube. Thank you very much, Chairperson. It's uh, honorable. Know, uh, honorable Waribe. If I'm not, uh, I I just thought because uh, I remember Honorable Hai tried to tell me to correct me how it's pronounced, and I forgot. Uh, my apologies on that. It's all right, Chairperson. Uh, it's a. I I I suppose it is a difficult surname for most people. Uh, you you pronounced it Wahube. Uh, 
kwahube it's kwahube uh, yeah thank you very much chair and uh, thank you very much to the acting chair um acting secretary to parliament and uh, I, I would want to echo the sentiments of um, honorable khadebe in saying that uh, thank you to the acting secretary and her team uh for the work that she has done and um and uh yeah and we we do have a sense of appreciation for the work that has been done without in the absence of a permanent secretary um a number of questions on my side um uh, chair uh, the one is i wanted to find out uh, the the costing of um in particular public hearings um and public hearing programs the the reason why i'm asking this is because i think that uh, acting secretary we've got to get to a point where we see value um you know in the in the in the public hearing programs versus the quality of the public engagement that we are doing so i find that it's often very difficult to get the figures to ask for instance you know um how much the the public hearings for for instance the national health insurance cost uh, because i do think that it's something that is important for members to know how much is being spent versus the value of that public um participation of people like you were talking about the survey because it's one thing if we're spending a lot of money and people are not feeling the impact of the public participation then we've got to go back to the drawing board of some sort so um it it's not clear in the presentation the breakdown uh but i see you know it talks about sectoral programs of parliament and the like but uh i would like to understand if there is some kind of you know analysis of that and do we have the information a breakdown of the information of the various public hearings and 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 public outreaches that have happened uh, available for us to look at um then the other issue that i wanted to raise uh, i remember uh, that several weeks ago when we met as a committee um we had uh, posed some questions to the speaker at the time and one of the questions that i had asked was uh, in relation to the head of security for parliament uh, as one of the uh, um vacancies the critical vacancies that need to be appointed i wanted to find out whether or not a, a job advertisement has gone out in that regard uh, because it was one of the things that she had said was going to be expedited along with the secretary to parliament then um i I wanted and I think the the previous two speakers chair uh, raised this but I wanted to ask uh, there was an indication that in the past that the repair budget for parliament would have to be a separate allocation by treasury but in in that be that is may there seems to not be any allocation whatsoever in the current budget in terms of how do we make some of the uh, venues hybrid applicable uh so that we can have committees meeting in person um and and what are some of the 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 budget allocation that parliament has set aside not necessarily for the rebuilding of parliament but for the alternative venues so long uh because it doesn't seem as though it has been factored in in the current uh, budget allocation that's it from my side chair president thank you uh thank you very much honorable uh, the next person on the list uh, we have a uh, honorable person 
thank you, Chair, and uh, Chair, uh, just to uh, let the Honourable Hua Hube know that I can make an attempt to pronounce the name correctly. Chairperson, <laughs> um, uh, uh, I think I think uh, Mr. Brotisad started very accurate, very very well there when he said, you know, we six months into uh, since the burning of Parliament, and you know, and and uh, one section of Parliament was barely damaged, other than being waterlogged. So why are they not resuming physical meetings? In addition to that, uh, Chair, um, in a meeting with of opposition party leaders with the uh, Speaker, we, we uh, proposed that committees meet physically because there are venues where they can meet, if not at Parliament, close to Parliament. There are places where we've, we've venues that we've used in the past, even before the fire, to when there weren't enough venues at Parliament. So why are we not using those venues for physical meetings as well? And also that when it's, um, that we also use or make sure that, and it may not be relevant here, that when ministers answer questions that they are physically present in the house. So, but I think more importantly is that venues get made available for physical meetings of committees. And also, in terms of uh, the staff of parliament, are they all working remotely? Uh, I think um, we should all make an effort to resume the, the physical meet, uh, attendance of work and and have people at work if there's uh, especially the members facilities where we may um, be able to go and deal with a matter um, by meeting physically with the department so um, if we could get an indication as to when is that going to happen as well where there's where staff members would be available physically or in working from parliament physically as opposed to virtually um, i think those are the important things and then also in terms of in terms of the information technology budget um how how is how is that being accommodated since since in comparison to previous years when we did not have to um accommodate uh, virtual uh, settings as well. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable uh, Paulson. I saw the hand of uh, Honorable Marshall. Do you still want to speak? Yes, uh, Madam, yes. Thank you, uh, Chairperson. Thank you. Chairperson, pardon me not to open my video because connectivity is not good on our side here. Okay. Um, firstly, Chairperson, I would like to also um, acknowledge the the uh, uh, to uh, to acknowledge the good work that is done by uh, our acting secretary. Indeed, our sense of uh, appreciation will go to her and the, the team uh, because of their good work, but also. Uh, not forgetting that um, 
we need to appreciate their commitment, their dedication, their hard work, their love for the good the work that they've been doing. Uh, definitely sure we need to make sure that we praise people like them. We still need people like them to do what they did to us. We get clean audit because of them. This is highly commended. We appreciate the good work, Mama. Uh, we would like to be with you even in other areas. But having said that, Chairperson, I, I wanted to, to look into the issue of saying that South Africa is moving towards the fourth revolution on development. Uh, more specifically, when we were looking at the, what is it that we can use to save money of our government? Where technology has come, where people can be able to use technology to do certain things, uh, unlike, uh, you know, uh, us using a lot of money, unnecessarily so. Um, that is one of the things that I wanted to touch on to say, as we work as members of parliament, we must also take into consideration the new things that are coming into our country. We must adopt to that. Make sure that we use uh, technology to address some of the things. Uh, like having meetings. There's nothing wrong with visual. I don't see, I don't see it wrong. But there are meetings that uh, can indeed need us to, to be there. But it's not more necessary for all of us to be there. It's just a waste of time. But I wanted to say, Chairperson, uh, you know, we, we, we have been talking about the issue of permit, uh, that it needs to be solved. Uh, pardon me for my ignorance. Maybe the, uh, the, the acting secretary can just elaborate a little bit on permit issue, just a little bit. Thank you. I thank you, uh, Honorable Masho. Honorable Paiso. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. Uh, pardon me, I'm just traveling in a very bad area where I might be cut. I won't be able to switch on the, the screen yet. <clears throat> and my apology. Uh, Honorable Chair, let me start appreciating also the report, a presentation which has been made in terms of a report. Uh, by the acting secretary, and also want to take a cue from my colleague, uh, Honorable Khatebe, uh, uh, in terms of, you know, congratulating uh, and appreciating the work that the acting secretary has been doing over the past uh, 10 years as an acting secretary, and that actually demonstrated, uh, you know, the, not only the administrative commitment to work, but an extra uh, bonus to a revolution. Because if uh, one uh, could imagine, if she was another person, it could have taken a different posture, you know, because as you would understand, it's not an easy thing to uh, a person to act such in a long period without, you know, you're making uh, uh, special demands. But she found it necessary that uh, she should continue under uh, 
this this circumstance and demonstrating her high level of understanding what is patriotism and commitment to a revolution uh, that the ANC is, is, is striving. So we want to appreciate that and thank very much and wish you a good luck in your uh, new future, Mayor Jawa. <clears throat> Secondly, Chair, is to just to well appreciate the report and zoom in into the area which was talking about the survey, you know, done on members. And I, I just want to pick, uh, pick up one element which uh, makes reference to, you know, uh, capacity building or, re <clears throat> I mean, uh, providing uh, capacity to members and training. I, I, I think it's one area that we, we in, in a number of meetings where it was raised, you know, uh, so now, if 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 the survey also picks up this area, which says some delays, some causes disappearing, etc., uh, it sounds very much problematic, and, and it's an area that moving forward in future, it it must definitely be given an attention because, uh, yeah. So uh, the rest, I really. Uh, uh, concur with that, that uh, outcome of the previous briefing as far as your know, de developments of the parliament uh, since its banning and the brief reports that we have been given as, a, as this committee. So, <clears throat> yes, that's the, in brief that I wanted to say thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. Thank you, Honorable Kaiso. I'm going to request uh, the committee secretary to read a question on the chat before I allow the co-chairperson to have her comments or questions. Thank There's a question Chair. from Honorable Hai. Yes, 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 thank you, Chair. Um, Honorable Hai wanted to know whether the force majeure referred to in the presentation had an impact on the salaries of staff. That's the question. Did you get that? Uh, Acting Secretary, I, I think you can also read that question on the platform. Um, Co-chairperson. I'm, I'm covered, Chair. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, I will now allow the Acting Secretary with her team to respond and hand over to the Co-chairperson from henceforth. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Members. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks, Chef. First, um, I really do want to appreciate the messages of, of appreciation and uh, say that my success has been the success as a result of a strong team that has really worked very well and will continue to do the work of Parliament as public servants who have professionalism and credibility because this is our institution. I really appreciate that. Um, let me start. My, my colleagues are going to assist me, but I'll just pick a few things that I can address. In terms of the force majeure, it didn't affect the 50% of the salaries because what happens is we spend our money, then the tranche comes from EU. So they always refund us. So we had ours and they were, they were not affected. These are the staff members. Um, in terms of, because Ms. Zungu is not on the platform, let me deal with the... The rooms, there are meeting rooms, or Honorable Paulson, there are meeting rooms 
We have details of those rooms for meeting of committees. Um, and indeed, we have actually been indicated that they are not hybrid, but they are physical meeting rooms that are sufficient. We've shared with both the houses and it's the, we, we have record thereof, which we could share with, with yourselves. Um, then, of course, um, let me talk on the permit matter. Um, on Matlo, um, the permit matter, um, I know that the deputy speaker was um, asked to, to address it. Of course, it has got a burden on our budget because we carry the cost of continuing members. At least the current members, the allocation of permits sits in their remuneration. But once they leave, that becomes a liability. And indeed, there is discussions in the committee of Honorable Mabaroto, because there has to be a resolution with the National Treasury on how this must be resolved. I'm going to hand over to Mr. Kaso, who can deal with the, the issue of alternative space for, for the NA, and then, of course, um, budget. I'll ask um, the acting CFO to talk about the reductions thereof, and Honorable Trim Bratosev. Um, I do appreciate, we are definitely taking on board the fact that members are not using um, emails of, of, um, of parliament. But let me give over to Mr. Kaso to talk on that. And then acting CFO will talk on the reduction of the budget. And then of course, the other people will talk on the matters. I will raise them as, as they go on. Um, Mr. Kaso and Ruby, order. Thank you, acting chairperson. Good afternoon, honorable members. Honorable members, at the moment, we are really focusing on um, the option of a modular structure. We have looked at other options. We have looked at using the parliamentary villages, the halls in the parliamentary villages. Um, we have looked at the option of a marquee. And, um, and so those options have not really um, been taken forward for various reasons. So at the moment, the option that is being consolidated is that one, is the one of a modular structure. We got preliminary costs um, and the decision was that we need to, to get experts to assess, one, the costs that we've, we've, got, we've received. Secondly, to also as, assess the designs that were given check issues of curability, um, how long it's going to take to construct, because what we were told by the, the potential service providers is that it would take between four and a half months to 13 months to, to construct. And so we, we do need experts to, 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 to conduct the assessment for us. Um, so where are we now? We're at a point where the... Uh, the procurement process had been uh, initiated for a team of engineering experts. And um, in June, I think mid-June, that process should be finalized. And um, all things being equal, we would want to, um, and, and if there's approval for us to proceed to commence with construction before the end of the year. And, um, and our estimations are that we would complete the structure um, sometime next year. So at this point, I'm, I'm not giving specific details because that's, that's the reason we have uh, proposed that we must get experts to advise us. So I can't even at this point say we, we will finish by this date. 
Um, so that's where, really where we are, uh, honorable members at this point. Thank you so much. Thanks, um, Masibo. Um, Ruby, on the reductions of the budget over time. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, thank you, Secretary and Good afternoon, um, Chair and Honourable Members. Uh, just to mention on the reduction of the budget, uh, National Treasury for the 21-22 financial year has reduced the budget by 256.7 million. However, I need to indicate that it will not uh, impact or cut some of the programs because of the underspent. Uh, that Parliament will use as a result of COVID. We don't give savings back to Treasury. We retain those savings for uh, any other programs that we might have in the new financial year. So it will not uh, have that impact, and that is how we will fund the shortfall uh, with the retained funds. Uh, then also, Honourable Wakube, uh, thanks for that question. Um, yes, we didn't provide a full breakdown, but those details we can provide to the to the committee, uh, and we will do so within the required time frame. Um, then also with regards to honourable members, with regards to the hybrid and, and, and of members, why so was the alternate budget? Yes, uh, the budget was augmented. It was approved uh, basically by 40 million. And that was due to the fire disaster. Um, however, we also need to indicate that to both the parliament, um, obviously, uh, the retained funds and whatever funds parliament have will not cover for that. But that conversation we already had with National Treasury, they are uh, the custodian that needs to assist parliament in terms of the full build up of parliament. Uh, and then also, honourable members, with regards to the technology side of it, yes, we were fully functional during this time um, of the COVID for the past two years. And uh, what Parliament has done, we have created a COVID cost centre, whereby we have funded all those ICT-related extra expenditure, data, extra laptops, whatever extra that was required by members and staff. I think uh, uh, that are the questions uh, that were, has been posed on the budget side. If, if I perhaps have missed uh, honourable members, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you once more for the questions. Thank you, Acting Secretary. Thanks, Chair um, and honourable members. I, I do want to deal with a few points that have been left out. Um, I'll leave out the survey to Mr. Murdi, he'll talk to it. But I do want to talk to the resumption of meetings. We have covered the fact that there are offices. And then um, on our person asked about staff, we have a rotation of staff and precisely because a lot of our staff, staff is in 90 plain street. And what we have done is be very careful not to get 1,308 members of staff coming back all at the same time. So each of the division managers have managed their staff. They are coming. Those who have to come, there's rotation. Um, the bulk of the caterer, catering staff who have to do work from here are doing it work from here. And um, um, there are regular um, uh, meetings with the various division managers, and we've had those meetings. So staff does come. They work. However, we are rotating primarily because we've had to vacate spaces to allow members to have um, offices. 
I'm now sitting on the sixth floor and sixth floor when we renovated it, we were maining it for committees, but we couldn't move committees into the sixth floor. We then had to give it to members because we had an impact of about 290 offices in the NA impacted and we had to relocate members. So we prioritized the members. Um, I think there was also a question on, um, on the public participation. Honorable Gohuba, you're correct. Why we change the program structure is because we realize that we are not able to say what is the cumulative amount or budget of public participation of lawmaking. So we changed the program structure such that now we're going to be able to see the cost of doing public participation oversight in one program, and that will be program two. Um, the reason we're not able to is because it's sitting elsewhere. The support, for instance, if you get support costed in the communications division, you have to pull it. If you get support given by com um, committee section, you have to pull it. If you had support from research, so our budget has been all over the place. So we're hoping that with bringing the, that, uh, that under legislation and oversight, we'll pull together and be able to say, indeed, these are the things that we are um, paying for when we're talking about the key budget drivers that would be the, must be the mandate of, of parliament. Second to that, um, we have um, Henry McGregor, who is in the Treasury Office, advising the executive authority. One of the weaknesses he had identified, even the former CFO, was the, what they call the, what do they call that thing, by the way? The charter of accounts. Charter of accounts has got irrelevant line items on our budget. So he's going to rework that and put in all the relevant things that parliament does. We inherited the charter of accounts and it gives us um, line items like cost cut, um, you know, line items like necessary, you know, things that are old that are not necessarily the work that we do. So our program structure is beginning to show, and it will with time on our members, if you bear with us, it will be with time that we will show you that this is the cost of oversight. This is the cost of public participation so that it's not all over the place because it's got to do with flights. It's got to do with um with securing places. And then of course, at the end, we will even use our technology to make sure that we measure the satisfaction of, of people at an oversight site to make sure that whatever it is that we're doing that gets captured. And that's how we, we're hoping to, to expand our, our, our capabilities of making sure that we get feedback and we support what is the mandate of parliament. The issue of the emails, we, we agree with you, Honorable Blatterseth. We agree we must actually make sure that they go to the people correctly. On the matter of, I know Mazungu is not here. I must say we were very disappointed ourselves. The NCOP is clean. The offices are ready. When we had a meeting with the chief, the WIPRI of the, of the NCOP, we were disappointed to find that some microphones bent, and when ICT and, uh, and um, facilities management noted, they realized that because of the load shedding, there's been an electricity uh, uh, surge that bent some of the instruments there. As a result, if you don't have uh, systems in the house, there's no way you can use the house. And the ICT, the CIO has put together a plan to replace and make sure that we replace some of those things. The biggest thing 
um, honorable members that I have to say. Um, you know, the, the, the buildings are antiquated. They are as old as 1856. I think the best, the first building we were shown by Sarah was built in 1856. We're trying to put in modern things and rewire it. Buildings of 1856 would behave exactly like that. So um, a sense would have been to rip off the whole of the NCOP uh, connectivity and replace. But like I say, um, the CIO was in that meeting. We were in that meeting. We were quite disappointed because we were hoping by then NCOP will be able to use that chamber. Without a chamber, they can't. Um, and we put together some plan to, to repair and replace as far as we can. And this also talks to the fact that we do need to put together a budget um, of a proper capital budget on ICT. Currently, honorable members, we are going to use the retained funds over two years and invest in modernization of parliament. And we, instead of doing patchwork like we did, there's a whole plan to really implement modernization and modernize parliament as far as we can. Of course, the SARA heritage matters are going to stand in our way. The final point from my side, there was a question about vacancies. The feeling of the position of the section of the security manager is a purview of the executive authority. And um, there was a directive that we should actually await the secretary um, to make sure that that position is filled. Otherwise, we had started the process. So once the secretary arrives, they'll be able to deal with all the senior critical position. However, we are continuing to fill in positions that are lower than senior, that are critical for members to operate. So that much we are doing. Um, colleagues, if there's any questions that I have missed out on, please come on and Mr. Moodley, if you want to come in in terms of the surveys, um, any other person, colleagues, over to you. Uh, I think, Secretary, on the uh, on the survey, I don't have anything. Uh, I think um, Honorable Tim raised the issue of the email addresses. We've been endeavoring, obviously, to uh, take the updated uh, email addresses from uh, uh, from members' support services, where members list their details. Uh, obviously, we've got to use that uh, official list, so if any... Uh, emails are not updated by members there. They should be. Uh, for us, um, uh, the Auditor General does look at that as being uh, uh, evidence. So we've got to take it from that official source, but obviously uh, endeavor to make sure that that list is, uh, list is updated going forward to uh, encourage more responses. Thanks. I think from my side, that's all I wanted to add. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chair. The one point from my side, Honorable Kais, are you correct? We need to consolidate the training and how we, we found that our, the witness was on our side. The, we haven't consolidated where we train members so that they come to one place. But that's an, an area we are actually looking at so that there's not a lot of um, unhappiness around that. Thank you very much, Chairperson. I might have missed out on certain things, but kindly um, remind us if we have omitted anything. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Ms. Jawal. Thank you very much, uh, honorable members. Um, Ms. Jawal, members are suggesting that uh, we should hold, host a baby shower for you um, in thanking you for the commitment. <laughs> it can be a farewell because we don't expect you to leave. So it's definitely a baby shower. Um, 
Honorable members, are there any outstanding matters that you'd want to pursue before we can move to the next item? Yes, Chairperson. Uh, yes, Tim. Uh, yes, Chairperson. Um, sorry, I, I must apologize to the Acting Secretary that I didn't um, convey my, my well wishes uh, for, for her past work and uh, for her work going forward. I've always found the Acting Secretary to be very kind and caring and to uh, be very forthcoming and open with this committee, despite in the times some very robust questioning of parliamentary processes. <clears throat> I think she, the, the Acting Secretary acts with a lot of grace and, uh, and, and goodwill towards this committee, and I'd like to really thank her for that. Um, thank you. That, that, that said, Chair, um, just just a, a hint of help. The acting secretary, if you wish, she wants to find out the or the staff around and want to find out the correct email addresses, all they need to do is speak to the secretariat of every single committee in parliament. I'm quite certain that members since 2019 or even since 2014 or before would have indicated to the secretariat of their committees if their email addresses were long because they would not be receiving notices and items to be discussed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that is the best place to find all the correct email addresses. And uh, that, that would be quite easy to sort out. Um, then the other issue that I just wanted to raise is, uh, it's, been it's been touched on, but just to put it on record that we, we you know, two of the main functions, well, one of the main functions of the sixth parliament is oversight. As much as we've used technology to help us through the COVID pandemic, it cannot be argued any other way that oversight is only perhaps 60% of what it could be when we're meeting online. To be in the same room with, the, with, the, with, the, with the, a member of the executive or an official is 100% where we have to be. First of all, you can have a proper full engagement if you're in the same room with the person. And then the other, the other benefit that is sometimes forgotten is that post a committee meeting, and I'm not talking about committee meetings specifically, post a committee meeting, members are able to engage with officials from, for example, Sanral or Prasa and exchange business cards. That enables the member now to deal direct with an official where there is an inquiry from a resident, uh, inquiry from a community. And they'd have to go through the very uh, belabored process of writing to a minister and that sort of thing. That, unfortunately, is lost when we're meeting online. That personal contact and the ability of members to engage directly with officials. So <clears throat> parliaments have to urgently um, get committee meetings up and running again. Our, part, our parliament on paper is running well. We're all talking to each other. But in terms of actual effective oversight, we are not doing our job and we're operating, I promise you, from a real oversight point of view and a real effective mechanism point of view, we're operating at 60%. I think if I can just put it on record that going forward, that is to be almost one of our number one priorities is to get committees meeting back in person as soon as is humanly possible. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, um, Tim. 
Um, I'm not sure if Ms. Jawa would want to respond, but uh, it was just now of a comment. Ms. Jawa, is there anything that you'd want to respond? Yes, um, I think I think what's important is we, we need to provide information and capacity because we've done that of rooms that can be used physically. And then with Ms. Zungo's help working with public works, we also need to take maybe um, a needs of the work with the committees, check the schedules, work with Ms. Ms. Beck, check the schedules of committees, their meetings reconcile with the spaces that we have for members to be physically in the present, in the committees, structure such that they have that happening. I do know that we have a plan for the sixth floor to expand some of the committees in there um, and then give you the detail of where these committees are, what the capacity is, because I know that with the NA um, Chief Whip Reform, we did actually do that. We should do it across the institution, look at the program of parliament, allocate the, all the available committee space to the committee section. Thereafter, Chair, we will then have to engage with uh, uh, public works if there's a need to have a list of buildings outside just for committee work physically, not hybrid. Um, and, and take it from there and give you a proper report on that aspect, uh, Chairperson. We can do that in the next 14 days, give you that analysis of what's there. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you very much. Um, I, I think um, I'm a bit reluctant to support the last statement. We should by all means try not to outsource um, especially renting out of properties. Uh, I don't think we are in a financial position to could do so, but it's something that can still be debated uh, going forward. Uh, whatever pressure that has been exerted to the executive authority in terms of providing alternative accommodation and making sure that uh, committees, they do sit physically, it has to happen within the presence of parliament. Hiring of venues is something that we should not support uh, as members. Um, we, we will not be able to afford. Um, thank you very much, uh, Ms. Jawa. I want to thank you, but uh, reserve my, my, my well wishes uh, statement for the baby shower, just to make a comment that uh, we want to thank you and the collective that supported you because you did not achieve all the clean audits and the excellent work that you did for the public of South Africa alone, but uh, you had men and women behind you. And to them, I want to say that uh, the love, the support, the energy and we uh, during your leadership, we expect them to continue with that. Um, you are not leaving the institution, you still be there to give them guidance and support when necessary. So to them, I mean, sorry, and the collective, I won't be able to mention them um, individually, but I just want to say generally to the staff members, we appreciate the support that you that you gave to Mam Chawa, and we want you to continue with that. And for the rest, Mam Chawa will meet during the baby shower. 
members, thank you very much. We can now excuse Mejawa and the Entourage. The second part of the meeting is about adoption of the reports and uh, an adoption of minutes. Thank you, Chair. We will step off the platform. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Manjawa. Thank you. We embrace all the, the support from yourselves. Thank you so much. Thank you, much. Thank you, Chair. The Parliament delegation has been excused. Uh, Cindy, do we still have the necessary quorum? Tim, please switch off your camera. Um, yes, Chair, we still have sufficient members. If you just double check. Oh, okay, um, let's just let's just discuss a few items quickly. Yeah. Uh, it's a Friday afternoon. I see that we have three sets of minutes before us for adoption members. Um, Cindy, I hope you've shared the information with members. Yeah, yes, uh, we prior have. to this meeting. We share members and today. Yeah, if you do have uh, documents before you, I will also encourage Cindy to to flight them on the screen. Can we start with the minutes of the fourth of March, twenty twenty two? I'm sure members should be having the minutes somewhere. Okay. Fourth of March, twenty twenty two. Let me just see and be correct. Yes, fourth of March. Yes. Okay. What is happening, Cindy? I'm moving them, but it's, can you see them, Chair? No, no. Open the file. Are you not seeing it? Oh, good. Mm -mm. Okay, I'll I'll share it again. I just see the screen of your computer. Oh. Okay. Is there any challenge, members? While Cindy's trying to share, yeah, sure. There we go. There we go. There we go. That's fine. Uh, can we check, members? Your presence. Yes, chair. Yes, um, members. You don't need to raise your hands. I won't be able to follow on the portal. You can just come it's in. As yes, Kaiso, come in. It's fine. Yes, I want to move uh, for the adoption of these minutes. I second. Member Kaiso moves for the adoption. Uh, member Maso, please for record indicate your name. Uh, member Maso seconds. Maso Patricia second. Thank you, Member Patricia Maso. Um, then we can move to the next set of minutes. Which is the the first of April, first of April. Can we go through members check if you are present? Recorded. Uh, yes, team. I'm happy to move these minutes. Oh, team is moving for the adoption. Thank you. Can we get a seconder? A second. Please indicate who's seconding. Manlachai. 
Thank you very much. Thank you, members. Can we then move to the last set of minutes? The 20th? The 20th of May? Yeah. Uh, I'm happy to move these minutes, but I just want to ask a question. There are a number of questions raised in regard to um, various issues around the SAPS, that sort of thing, and we requested further information. Has, has any further information been received? This is just the matters arising. Has any further information been received by the committee since the meeting of the 20th of May? No, not, nothing as yet, but remember, it's work uh, in progress. As soon as there's any information, any progress, we will definitely reconvene the meeting. Remember, this is a special meeting that is even outside our parliamentary program, scheduled parliamentary program. So as soon as there's new information coming in, we promise to uh, convene an agent portfolio committees, joint study committee, joint portfolio committee meeting. Thank you, Chairperson. With that, I will move the minutes. For record, please indicate your name. It's Honorable Tim. Okay, Honorable Tim. <laughs> Honorable Matlo, seconding. Thank you very much, Honorable Matlo. Um, can we then step off the minutes and go straight to the report? Are there issues that members would like to raise on the report uh, before we can move for the adoption of the report? Grammar, spelling, Member, matters that members feel that uh, they are incorrectly captured. Which one? Page two, we're done. Let's go to page three. Page four. Page five. Page six. Page seven. Page eight. Page nine. Mm, on ten now. Eleven. Thank <laughs> you. 
Chrome. Recommendations, just hold there, just hold there. There's a time frame um, on the recommendations, a time frame of 30 days. Cindy, can you facilitate that uh, uh, in 30 days we should please uh, get these responses? Um, yes, Chairperson, we've made it within 30 days of the report being adopted. So I will track those 30 days once the houses are considered. Okay. All right. Can we then go down to the recommendations? Feeling of critical vacancies. Okay, go up. Let's go to page fourteen. Okay. All right. Members, there we have it. That's the report for uh, your disposal. If there are any issues that members would want to raise, can I then get a mover to the adoption of the report? Chairperson, I'm, I'm moving for the adoption of this report as a true reflection of the meeting. Thank you very much. That's Member Marshall. Can we then get a seconder? Mantra High, second. Honorable Mantla High second. Thank you very much, members. Um, yeah, I think we are done. Um, we've dealt with the three sets of um, of minutes and uh, the report on Parliament's 2021-2022 third quarter uh, performance. Members, that brings us to the end of our business. The meeting is adjourned. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Bye. Have a nice weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Chair.